Hello, and welcome to a very special Christmas Eve version of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard, right here in the studio, alongside none other than John Tesh. John, how you doing? I'm good. It actually feels like Christmas around here in, in Los Angeles, Hollywood. It's yeah. It's freezing outside. It is. It's cold. It's wet. It feels very Christmassy. We just needed to snow and stick, and then we'd have a white Christmas. So we thought we would do something a little bit different today. So go ahead and open up that eggnog and sit down. Uh, we found that people don't listen to as many interviews at this time of year, so we thought we would just have a nice Christmas special where we talk to you guys about what we've learned this year uh, and some of the highlights that we have coming up. Uh, for New Year's, I'm going to try to do a year in review of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast, play some of the clips of my favorite episodes this year. But for today, uh, we just thought we would we would uh, spend a little bit of time with you. So wait a second. Your big sell is that most people don't listen to podcasts, or you're just going to waste our time here? We're well, not what, wasting we our time. We're going to do off or something. Well, I, well, we could have, but I wanted to give some content for people that are traveling right now and around the family. But I also want to make sure, because we have some really, really great interviews coming up, including Ravi Hatisingh. Do you know who that is? Uh-uh. Okay. He was... If your name is Ravi, you better be cool. He's very cool. Yeah, right. He is the grand nephew of the very first democratically elected prime minister of India. Well, okay. He is the former guitarist for Hanson. Which is great because Ravi Shank- Shankar was a big influence on the Beatles. Right. There you go. I'm just uh, getting, and now, just and now he head. is a cross-cultural attache for the State Department. He goes to and helps with cross-cultural music education. He has some insight into some wild stuff that we are really excited to be bringing you in the new year. Uh, and Ravi Zacharias is a is a preacher from India who's in, incredible. Well, so they just yeah. share the same first. If we want to go through some Johns, and then there's and then, <laughs> and then yeah, this is yeah, exactly yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, we also got Rick McDaniel, who's uh, who's got a book about about your style, about your personality style. Phenomenal thing to learn about how you communicate with money, finances, parenting, uh, in your relationships, and and understanding how other people do. It's great for for understanding other people. Uh, Joe Trodden, who is a uh, entrepreneurial coach, um, I just interviewed this morning uh, Robert uh, Kiyosaki, who is the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. So that's going to be coming at you in the new year. A, that book is sold like a billion copies, right? Uh, yeah. And he he very happily, very smiley. It uh, does not have to worry about a lot of the stuff, no, but the personal finance stuff no, that he talks about. No, I he mean, comes that, from a very different perspective. Yeah, that's like that's one of those books, uh, like the road less traveled or purpose driven life, or yeah. or an even uh, perennial seller, total money makeover. That uh, what's his name did uh, uh, Dave Ramsey. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those books you can read it and and, and change your whole life. Yeah, financially. so all of that coming up for the new year uh, for you guys. We've been just I've been banking as many interviews as I can. Uh, just as you guys have, because because I can, and I've, I've really, I'm really, really excited for where the where the show is going. Uh, I do want to look back a little bit though and tell you guys. Here, here's the deal: we do a lot of information, you and I, right? Yeah. We we, we go over a lot of. We were I thought you were experts. like Mr. Rogers. They're talking to the audience. I don't. Well, know. I it doesn't understand. really. I don't. I didn't change my shoes or put on my house He's sweater. Talking too fast too. Um, go ahead. Wow. Um, for, no, Mr. No, no, Ro- no, for Mr. Rogers. For Mr. Rogers. Right, I, right Not right. for me, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would uh, be, if you're talking any slower than this, I'd be sleeping. But there go you ahead. Go. Go. So uh, my point being, look, we, uh, we, we consume a lot of information. And we don't actually, we, we, maybe we should. We need to like set up a spreadsheet. This is a lot of extra work for nothing other than for me to be able to look at it. Uh, and sort of see where, like, how many pieces of parenting information or pets information or or uh, life coaching stuff, like all of those things, we should like, I would love to have it on a spreadsheet to kind of see where things go. But for the podcast, I've just sort of been doing a little bit of mental math on this. 
And I have to say, that there's there's two things that I have learned this year. Yeah, why don't we look at, why don't we talk about cool stuff that we've learned yeah. this year? Go ahead. So these two You're things- already doing it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea for the yeah, show. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the, the two things that I found, uh, more people, more experts, more authors, underscore with research and with their own lives uh, are two things. One, uh, gratefulness journaling. To be able to write down and get your thoughts out of your head, but also to get your thoughts focused on the things that you're grateful for every single day, that is one of the most popular things. So, so every day, in the morning, in the evening, however it works best for you, you need to be writing down at least three things that you are grateful for. It will literally change your mind. I mean, it will reshape your mind day in, day out. Uh, We have had so many psychologists, so many life coaches, so many authors who that is their number one thing. You guys know how I ask at the end of every episode, what's one thing we can do today to make our lives better? That is one of the most common ones. And the other one, which I can't believe, is positive self, which I can't believe, it's positive self-talk. And those two, in my mind, go hand in hand. Uh, and, and it can be as cheesy as Stuart Smalley. I've made this joke a hundred times where you yeah. sit in the mirror yeah. and you look at yourself and you say that you are good enough, that you do have what it takes to accomplish what you want for the day. Uh, because we are inundated with negative things. We are inundated constantly with that stuff. So, so anything that combats it is great. Um, but yeah, how many, I can't tell you those two things, how many people have, uh, have said that that's the number one thing we should be doing. Those, those two items. I, I have to tell you that, um, I think I've learned I've learned more this year, uh, not only from your your podcast guests and and the usual stuff that we do on the on the radio show, but doing something that a, that a lot of these authors and PhDs and experts uh, will tell you to do, and that is to uh, and gratefulness journaling is the same thing is is connect the dots. Mm-hmm. I I don't normally I haven't for sixty four years. I haven't. Uh, I'm 67 now, but and, and I started writing this book, Relentless, at 64, and uh, I I never would have connected the dots on my on my life prior to those years uh, if I hadn't if I hadn't said yes to a, a book deal. Right. And so when you w- when I did that, I all of a sudden saw patterns that I that I hadn't seen before. Patterns in in in, in my life, and a lot of it was just sort of shooting in the dark. But it, uh, uh, a lot of the other parts of it, and the, and the successful parts of whatever I've created, right, relates to exactly what you were talking about, and that is um, not only writing it down, but also uh, visualization. Right. So when I look at things like, like uh, you know, concert specials or uh, or even the radio show and things like that, I realize that I and I used to I used to think this was like not a Christian quote unquote thing to do or biblical thing to do. Mm. Until I realized, it, our friend Andrew Womack did a series on a book series called Imagination, and um, uh, what I realized was that the, the great things that have happened for me, or, I I could actually see them, hmm. and 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 I visualize them uh, every day. So whether it was as a as a kid standing on stage with an orchestra behind me and playing playing songs that I had created, or it was you know being able to see the radio show. Uh, uh, grow or even even finishing my my first marathon you know things that are that are that are that simple i realized that what i had done was i had i had visualized it and and when you look at the greatest healings right in um uh, you know in capernaum or all along the the sea of galilee a, a lot of those those people i would say there's 17 healings for example in the book of matthew and you look at those and most of those people 
were able to visualize what it would be if they had touched Christ's uh, garment, what it would be if they could see again, what it would be if, mm-hmm. if somebody lifted them up and put them in the pools of, of Bethesda. And so um, I, I think that the, in so many of these uh, self-help gurus, right, uh, whether it's Tony Robbins or Oprah or Lewis Howes or any of right. these guys, or you know, or even Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, they, uh, you know, they they talk about expectation and, and visualization. But when you actually look in the Bible, there's so much of it in there as oh, well yeah. as being being able to see it uh, before you before it happens. I, I, and I think that's um, I think you hit on something there. I've I've interviewed a handful of people who uh, I actually didn't mention were pastors, but who have written books. Um, and I've interviewed a bunch of people that are completely uh, a-religious and um, or completely secular. And the idea of, of that, the idea of visualization and even meditation, there is, uh, there is an element of meditation that transcends all of the, all these different uh, religions. It is what is at the foundation of prayer. And it is, um, it is a useful practice no matter what your affiliation is. And it is not, um, it is not sacrilegious if you if you are a Christian or a Jew or or a Muslim to sit and meditate. It it is absolutely appropriate, and you can do it in the context of your spiritual practice, like that. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's renew. You're renewing your mind. Right. You're taking the garbage right. out of your mind. You're not letting and stuff that's coming in. You, uh, I mean, that's really the the idea behind meditation, right? You take a look at the thought. You don't shut out all your thoughts, but you take a look at it, and then you just say, "Move along." And, right. And, yeah. Right, and then that's and that's uh, that's actually a third thing. If I had to pick a third thing of what we should be doing every day, it's the the gratefulness journaling, the um, positive self talk, and meditation. I think goes right in with those two things because it does really align your brain, like we just talked about. It. it aligns your brain with all those all of those elements. Um, you said something. Speaking of, we had um, we had Michael Hyatt on the show. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but uh, Michael Hyatt wrote "Free to Focus," and he has the very famous. Um, full focus planner that is one of the best selling planners in the world for organization. And that is uh, baked into that is that idea of you make the, the big goal list, right. And then, and you visualize what success looks like for yourself. And then you break the goals into smaller goals. And then those smaller goals into daily action plans. And that you, unless you visualize, unless you take that first step and visualize what true success looks like, you can't do those other two steps. And that's, you know, that's a big part of it. if you, if, by the way, if right now, if your life is not where you want it to be, I cannot recommend what we've been talking about enough. Sit down, write out 10 things that you want to see different and what it looks like when it's, when it is what you want it to be, whether that's your, your finances, where your career is at, where your marriage is at, where your relationships are at, write what those things look like, the accomplishments that you want to achieve, and then break those down into smaller things. If you want to play at Carnegie Hall, well, the first step is to start playing clubs in your in your small town. Right, right. The the next step is to is to you know is to make sure that you're a good enough player to play at Carnegie Hall. These are these are they're accomplishable if you break them down into into baby steps. And that's uh, that is that's something that that Michael Hyatt has uh, has talked about on our show before, and we've also had other people talk about it. But what's funny is I was in the full focus planner today, and one of the quotes is. Life can only be understood looking back, but only lived going forward, which mm-hmm. is what you're talking about with right. writing your book, right. is that you, ha- you looked back on your life and you understood this pattern, and, and that helps inform how you're going to live in the future. Which right. Is- and and um, I was actually talking to this great guy, a great speaker who, who I've been on stage with before. His name is uh, Greg Fritz. If you look him up on, uh, on YouTube, he'd be a great interview. He's, um, he, he happens to be a, uh, a Christian speaker, but he's, he's hilariously funny. 
and and he does a whole thing on on something known as sin consciousness and and it, it's it, it's more like if you want to look at more of a, a global definition of it, it's it's regrets mm-hmm. and and so a lot of times what happens is we look back on our life and it usually happens at two o'clock in the morning right oh yeah where you're, where you're thinking about oh gosh why did I do that why did I do this and I, I'm going to be judged for this and that and and so a, a big part of when you're talking about connecting the dots is letting go of that and, right and and there's so many of us who haven't been able to let go of of little hurts or or and it's, it's almost like you don't have to, uh, you know, rush rush into uh, you know thirty five hours of uh, therapy. You can just say, oh, you know what, I'm I'm done with this, or you reconcile with somebody. But but you're you're just saying I'm not. This is not a part of me anymore. I'm a new creation. Yes, and you mm-hmm. and you and you move past it. Yeah, I I, I think that's. Um, look, I also think in that pro- you you do need to process it to let it go. Sometimes and and you know we're big fans of therapy. So if you're out there right now and you're struggling with some of this stuff. Writing it out, I, I actually think journaling is a form of therapy. Sure, you it can is. write out sure the things is. that are yeah. that are on your mind. Yeah, yeah. Hey, here's the other thing I would say as far as stuff that we learn is that you know people are saying, okay, they've heard what you said and they're going to bite things off one small piece at a, you know right. at a time, which is great. You know, don't don't see the whole staircase, just the first step. But what if you don't know what it is? I mean, a lot of right. people are in their basements now trying to figure out. And so there's a there's a tip that I heard years and years ago, which I think is really great, and it's find five people that uh, have had an impact in your life, either that or who have seen you at di- different stages in your life. Mm-hmm. So you got to stay away from your, your parents. you got to stay away from brothers and sisters, right? You don't, you don't ask them this question. The question is, what do you see me doing mm-hmm. the rest of my life, right? But you ask like an uncle, right? And it may be an uncle who just, you know, you only saw once or twice a year. You find your elementary school teacher or you find, you know, your, uh, your, your, whatever it is, your, uh, your Taekwondo teacher, right? right. You know, and you, you ask them, Hey, what do you see me doing? And it's, it's amazing. Uh, the, the sameness that'll, it has to be somebody who, who has seen you throughout your life. Right. Right. right, right. But they're going to be able to, and, and there's also that piece that we've done Gib, before on the radio show, which is think of what you were doing when you were, when you were your 10 year old self. And that's right. probably where you should right, go. Right. Right. And a lot of people are like quitting wall street jobs and going and working at cattle yep. ranches because yep. they wanted to be a cowboy yep. and they're yep. finding peace and happiness. Yep. That's Biff, Biff yep. Loman in, in, uh, 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 death of a salesman. Death of a salesman. That's his yeah. whole thing is yeah. he just wants to be able to go out there and, and, there's, there's, and there's, there's no other Biff in any other part of the society. <laughs> right. It had to be that, that, that play. So you're talking about. I want to get back to something real fast. You're talking about writing this book, uh, Relentless, which is which is going to come out uh, Q1 of next year, right? It's going to come mm-hmm. out yeah. end of February, early mm-hmm. March. Yeah. Um, it has been a long labor of love for you. I don't know, maybe not a labor of love, but you've been working hard on it for for several months. Uh, actually, I would say a year. Yeah, it's been two years. Yeah, yeah. It was two years, and it was two years in September. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, so you've been working on this thing for two years. Uh, you've written a book in the past. You wrote "Intelligence for Your Life" is a book. It was a bestseller. It just it was snippets of of things that I learned from the radio show. Yeah. And how? That's my question: Is how is this new book different? And why did you just why did you decide you had more to say? Well, I think it's the, it's sort of the long form of what that book was you know was trying to be, but it was just sort of like, hey, can you get a book out in three months? And and that's mm-hmm. you know and that's what we did. But uh, this is this is really it's not it's not like the. Uh, you start to finish of my life, which is not that that interesting. But it's, I guess, a memoir is you just pick, you just pick yeah. moments, right? Yeah. So there it was are, like, and on Thursday I had yeah, eggs Benedict, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but, right? Exactly. But there, you know, there's 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 actually fun stuff in here. Well, the way the way that we're going to process 
quote unquote, the promotion of the book, I think is going to be fun for you guys because, you know, Gib and I are going to get together and we'll talk about certain chapters where there, there were seminal chapters for us together. Uh, and then there's also th- things where, you know, there, a couple of the creators of Red Rocks will get together and Gib will, you know, interview us. And so the, the book will come alive, like in Facebook Lives and, and YouTube videos mm-hmm. and things like that. But it was just, I, you know, I just started uh, outlining, you know, which is, yeah, which is great yeah, and just yeah. figuring out which, and then there were, you know, you were a big help in this. Mom was a big help. And, and even the guys at Harper Collins were like, no, no, that's a, you can leave it that long. That's really interesting. Cause there's a real, there's a deep dive into how the, how we did the Tour de France coverage. And there's still people, as you know, who show up at, um, at uh, concerts who are like, yep. oh my gosh, I have the original cassette that you did because we... Why do they wear cycling gear to your show? They're I know, like, they it's, always it's have to have a cycling shirt on if they were a Tour de France I, fan. I know, I know. And you know how, you know, how uh, Red Rocks was the, the Red Rocks special? Because it's like, oh, how do you do a special? It's really not that. It's, it's how, how was it conceived? Why was it so important? Mm. Why did you leave television uh, after you did that? And why did Paramount Television sue you? You know, there's a, there, there, there's a lot of stuff in there that I've never really talked about before um and and if you it, it, what's really great is that the you know the editors on this uh you know Niels uh, uh Parker and also uh, Jenny Baumgartner and and uh, and and Connie Selica was also involved in us was was especially the stuff where where you know we thought we were losing a baby how mm-hmm. we met how I stood her up and all that stuff that that you can't just sort of write that without getting the person who's involved you know in it what I love is the clearances you had to get because I know these as your stories but there there are other people involved and you've had to get like you've had to either change names or get people to sign off on, on putting stories in there. You, you know why because they're not they're not famous people so yeah. when, if you watch something like, and, I, and I've just started watching this because I, I had a, I had a connection to Roger Ailes. He was a consultant on one of the shows I went to. I just started watching Bombshell. Uh-huh. I got 25 minutes in. I am, I'm so uncomfortable. I had to take a break. You know, I mean, it's because it's, it's amazing when you see these, when you see what Gretchen Carlson right. must have said when right. in her depositions and all of that stuff. But anyway, the point I'm making is that if you're a public figure, there's there's more license, right? Right. Um, but but if somebody like like Steve Thomas, my mm-hmm. you know my roommate, or or Mark Templeton, another my one of my roommates, or or even uh, Vinny Selecchia, mm-hmm. your, your your uncle, you know, I mean, there's a that, that's probably my favorite chapter of the whole book, which is <laughs> Gib and I doing an intervention, uh, and, and and this is something you probably already know about Gib, but if you don't, I'm going to tell you is that is that whatever I ever came up with a goofy idea where there was something that was really dangerous. You know, going to Sri Lanka you know, days after the tsunami, give us all like, okay, what time do we fly out? You know, I mean, it's always been that way. And and the intervention thing, it, it, we lived in a crack den for a little over forty eight hours. Yeah, that was that was fun. I would buy the book just for that. Yeah, yeah. that that uh, we we literally we just told the story. Uh, can we talk about? Prima is dating somebody, and and they're they're serious, and right. so he, we're updating him and all the family stories right, so right, that he doesn't right. feel left out. And we told that story very recently. Right. Uh, again, you have to buy the his book, eyes but, were very wide. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we didn't even get into the to the, some of the people and the bayonets and stuff. That was uh, that's yeah. a, again that's in the book. Yeah. Uh, also, want to make sure we give honorable mention to something else we're working on right now, which is the new PBS or new public television special that we are. Uh, <laughs> give just talk. They don't like to be referred to as PBS, so it's because not all the stations are yeah, are part of that yeah, corporation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we uh, we just finished the new. One. It's called. I'm looking at it. It's on your monitor right now because right. you're doing some of the mixing. Right. John Tesh songs and stories from the grand piano. We have been deep in in that process uh, lately, and and. That's the tour that that show is the tour that we've been doing. So when we talk about being on the road, 
it's the tour of the show that is the that is the public television special. It's uh, an exciting time, but I don't think we've ever done this much work in this short a period of time. No, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Yeah. It's been, I mean, especially coming off of Thanksgiving, we were touring on for the weeks on either end of Thanksgiving, and then we came, and then and then for like the next two weeks after Thanksgiving, we were on and off the road, and then we've been coming back and making deadlines for this public television thing. Um, it has been, it's been a lot. It's been a big bite. Yeah, and you know, as you're as you're saying that, I think another piece of advice that we've learned over the years, and and certainly I learned it from from you know being sort of uh, casual friends with Lin Manuel Miranda and actually watching him be be interviewed is if you if you want to do something that's that's in your heart and, and it's and its purpose, you got to be really careful when people come through and offer you something that's not in that lane, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, because I I went through a period in my life when everything was interesting, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I got. I got offered a I, I got offered a job to uh, to host while I was doing entertainment tonight and a show going one on one and trying to to be a you know a professional musician a musician I got offered a talk show a daily talk show right. with Lisa, Lisa Gibbons and um, the John and, and Lisa show right exactly which eventually became the Lisa show when I got fired what yeah you know that that's the uh, Roger Ailes story that is the, yes. Yeah, it is the Roger Ailes story. Full it was, there. yeah. I mean, well, I was, I was, uh, and Lisa doesn't mind me telling the story. When I was, um, although I, I think she may have a different take on it, <laughs> but, 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 but when um, we were doing the, the, I, I got excited. Somebody said, "Hey, uh, why don't you do a daily talk show?" And I said, "Oh, great! I can make some more money. I could be, you know, I've never tried that before." And so it was me and Lisa hosting this thing, and it was on all the NBC stations, and it was, you know, it was a big, big, big hopes for it and everything because it was a, it was sort of a spinoff of Entertainment Tonight, right, 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 right. But it wasn't really working because, because, uh, I, I mean, I just to be honest, I think it was because. I was bullheaded, and I think that she, you know, she wanted she wanted her place on the show. I wanted my place on the show, and somebody needed to back off every now and then. So I got called into one of these meetings uh, to talk to John. These talk to John meetings. I went through a lot of those at Paramount, and um, uh, and 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 uh, the uh, Roger Ailes was the consultant. Right. I didn't know who Roger Ailes was. He, I mean, he hadn't started Fox, hadn't started Fox News yet. Right. This was nineteen ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. 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 Something. Um, yeah, that's. You were starting to tour in earnest, getting ready for the Red Rocks show, so it yeah, must have been yeah, '93. And I had no idea that he was, you know, Richard Nixon's consultant, and he and he got, you know, Reagan elected, apparently. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, but uh, yeah. So he goes, you know, you should probably let, let Lisa take the, you know, take the lead on all this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, that's not happening. Speaking you know? of bombshell, you know, he's got a type, <laughs> right? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I, well, whatever. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, all right, yeah. but. Uh, I don't know why we're talking about this right now. What happened? Um, uh, how did that connect to anything? Uh, we were just we were talking about the book and the special, and you oh, were saying sometimes yeah. you just gotta you just you gotta oh, say yeah. no to stuff. Exactly. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah. Because so, it, but it was it was interesting to me. But but if I hadn't gotten fired, I never would have had the time to do Red Rocks. Right, and Red Rocks right, changed my life. So right. there you go. Right. So sometimes you just uh, stay in your lane. Stay. Yeah. Huh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so we're working on all those things, all those things in the new year. If you want to learn more about any of that stuff or you want to come see us live, check out teshmusic.com. We're going to be in Florida in February, um, and you can see the show that we're talking about there if you want to. This is, de- this is terrible news for you because last time we were in Florida, you were really afraid of the alligators. I'm terrified of alligators. I'm terrified because here's, look, here's what everybody says in Florida. 
Any body of water? Any any body of water that is over <laughs> a certain size, you and especially if you can't see the bottom of it, you just have to assume there's alligators in there. Sure. And you go like, this is it. We were, we, on a golf course, too. We were playing on a, yeah, you go by a golf course, all those little, all those water hazards yeah. are actual hazards just, because yeah, there's dinosaurs we, in them. We just pull all that old material yeah. back out. Again. Yeah. Uh, we were played at college campus. College campus had a nice little pondy water feature, estuary thing in the middle of it. You walk from the venue. You, I went for a little walk before the show, and all there are are signs around saying, caution, you know, do not go near the side of the water because there's dinosaurs inside of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Florida is inundated with dinosaurs. We call them alligators. We live amongst them. We're fine with it. But, yeah, you know, Jurassic Park is real. It's called Florida the Everglades, and, uh, and it terrifies me. It absolutely well, terrifies and me. Isn't it, isn't it true that alligators, they can't, Chew so they just drown you first. They do. They and they they do their their death spin. They have a death spin. <laughs> they grab you. They twist you underwater and they spin you over and over. It, they're it, they're terrifying beasts. And uh and I'm sure you know. Look, I know I know that the um uh the the family of of the crocodile hunter are all about conservation of these amazing animals. They are important to the ecosystem. I understand how apex predators fit into that. They're amazing animals. They just terrify me, and I don't want them near me. And that's my problem with being in Florida. Yeah, and that's why there's no small dogs in Florida. No, no there, there were. <laughs> <laughs> but then they realized we're just feeding the alligators. And so then- not and not feeding, speaking of feeding, not to feed your uh, your fears on this, but so what? It's, how does the alligator eat uh, somebody? I mean, he dry, well, okay, drowns so, him first. So so here's the nice thing. I'm I'm you and I are are larger than normal human beings. We're above average in size. They would have a hard time eating us. So, but it's like if you're crouched by the side of the, oh, of the yeah, water, okay, they'll get yeah, you. Like yeah. They get small children. But what they, they grab you with their cone-like teeth. They grab, they grab you, they pull you into the water, and they spin you and drown you. Uh-huh. And then they... Swallow uh, you whole? Uh, well, then they just they bite on you, and they take little chunks off, and they, they oh, eat okay. you. That's, or they, yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, right? Merry Christmas, everybody, for that alligator story. I don't know why you had to bring up one of my fears. You know, what's uh, stage fright. We'll talk about stage fright no, next. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. At least alligators will kill you. Nobody's ever died at stage fright. Uh, Maybe somebody yeah, yeah. Close, man. You lose the feeling in my left arm. Uh-huh. Go ahead. But anyway, yeah, teshmusic.com if you want to see us live. Uh, that I think there's a good place to stop. Yeah. Uh, if you like say to, hi to Hiram. Yeah. Hi, hi Hiram. Thanks for listening. If you uh, like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there, and we really appreciate the ratings and the and the uh, and the commentary. It makes a big difference. Also, share this with a friend if you, if you think that this is something they'd like to hear. Also, the holiday seasons can be very depressing, so uh, go ahead and check out. Make sure you reach out to somebody if you're feeling depressed. I yeah, know that that's yeah. that's that's real for a lot of people. Uh, follow up with us, facebook.com slash John Tesh is where we spend most of our time. We post a lot of Facebook Lives, videos, all kinds of stuff there. You can keep up with what's going on there. Hey, you can also buy the, uh, you can pre-order the Relentless book. We'd like oh, that. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll like put that. a link, relentless, uh, John Tesh Relentless book.com uh, in the show notes. I think that's the, the website. But It's you can, just John Tesh Relentless. John Tesh Relentless.com. Yeah. You, can, you can click on the link in the show notes and, and pick that up. Uh, also, Facebook, oh, I said Facebook.com. On Instagram and Twitter, it's uh, at John Tesh underscore IFYL on Instagram. At John Tesh on Twitter. I am Gib Gerard. Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard. At Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. I try to respond to every DM or mention because, I, like I've said before, I do this show for you guys. So if there's, if I've had a couple of people on the show that have reached out from Facebook or from one of the social media platforms. You guys get to direct this show because I do the show for you. Why would you respond to a BM? What's that about? D- DM. Direct oh, message. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wow.